It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. Okay, Dale, we have a question from Isabel in Canada that was emailed in. And, you know, before I start and ask you this question, I just want to remind everybody that you too can email your question into us at askdale at askdaleanything.com. That's askdale at askdaleanything.com. So please send your question in and we will put it on one of our future podcasts. All right, Dale. So here is Isabel's question. She says, what is the difference between the soul and the higher self? And how can you tell them apart? Yes. Uh, so, you know, they really are first and foremost, kind of one of the same, but they play out differently. So the soul, um, the soul is your essence. Um, there's at least two different levels to your soul. So there's your soul and there's also what's known as the oversoul. Uh, the oversoul is really the, like the larger part of you, the greater part of you. Um, but in order to get there, you've got to get a real good connection and ultimately an embodiment happening with that of your soul. Your soul, again, is your essence. It's, it's, it's your true self. It's um, the part of you that lives on forever. Uh, it never dies. And it's the part of you that can come and go from this life experience. It's um you know when somebody dies physically speaking and leaves their body it's it's their soul and any part that belongs to the soul leaves the body the physical vessel at that point of physical death and it becomes really obvious to anybody that's privy to that type of an experience with a loved one or even a stranger when you are literally there um, experiencing someone as they're in that process of physically dying. So, and then of course we see it because the, the, the body is no longer animated. Uh, the body is like just, well, we call it a corpse, right? It's a corpse. There's no life force that's of the soul that's left in the body for it now has departed. It has departed on and towards the next part of its journey. The higher self, uh, the higher self is also of the soul re uh, realm. And, um, but the higher self, you might see it as like your guardian, guardian angel. It's the part of you that also is you. We call it a higher self because it's the higher part of you. And it's the wiser part of you. It's the part of you along with your soul. So again, it's one of the same, but it's different in the context where your higher self as that guardian angel 
is there to protect you, it's there to guide you, it's there to support you um, so that you can ultimately make uh, better choices, healthier choices, wiser choices uh, on behalf of your soul. So again, they're very connected. It's one of the same. The higher self is also the part of us that is connected directly to all of our guides and angels. So with, you know, everybody has at least a few guides, spirit guides, that is. Uh, everybody has at least an ex another angel. So beyond the guardian angel of that, of say the higher self, everybody has at least one other angel. Depending on who you really are at soul level, uh, could determine that, you know, maybe you have more than just a guide or two or three. Uh, partly because of maybe the work you're here to do on the planet or the family that you're to raise, whether it's a birth family or an adopted family where, you know, you, you, you take on a lot more than, say, the average person does because your container is much larger. Again, this is all at soul level now, meaning it's already been developed. It was developed in a previous time to that of this one. And so the higher self, along with your soul, uh, is equal to that divine spark, that divine spark, which is the connector to the God or to the spirit or to the universe or to the source, whatever word you want to give it, it's fine. It of itself doesn't really care the word you refer to it by. Um, it, it's more the essence. It's, the, it's that pure uh, essence of the divine, that pure essence of God, that pure essence of the great white spirit, as we would refer to it if we were uh, in the, in, you know, a part of a Native American tribe, so to speak, uh, Indian tribe, that is. And so that's that. Now, your soul and your higher self, because they're of the same texture, they're of the same matter, they're, um, they're one of the same. So uh, because of that, our soul and our higher self can do just some absolute amazing things for us. First of all, the soul and the higher self, it's the part of us that's usually already very connected to the larger plan for our life, whatever that is. It's also connected to those that we really are to be experiencing life with. And that's not just our birth family. Um, in fact, we could refer to those others as in our extended family, or also known as our soul family. And that soul family at soul level is connected to that of uh, your soul. If those are your soul family or a part of your soul family, which also means that higher self that like a guardian angel has a set of wings and it can transport itself. It can transport itself to someone else's higher self, for example. So in the dream space, um, which is a place where I do a lot of uh, my work in, uh, mostly, you know, professionally speaking, where I help a lot of people, um, that I currently support or coach or mentor um, or guide and teach. 
so the dream space is one of those spaces where um, even my higher self can go to their higher self in their dream. And now others have this same ability, maybe not to the same degree, maybe even to a greater degree. Uh, everybody has the same ability. Um, now it might be dormant within you. That could be a possibility in current time because maybe you're not ready for it because at that level, you need to be ready for all that that requires to be able to do that. But nonetheless, I'm using that as another example to where the beauty of the higher self in relation to the soul is the higher self can travel. Um, and again, it's, it's very much a part of your soul, um, but it can travel, it can transport itself to where, for example, let's say you're in process of possibly you've done your work and you're getting ready to meet your next life partner or your next career opportunity um, or your next boss, uh, whoever that might be, whatever that might be, or maybe the teacher and the student. We, we've all heard that old ancient teaching, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Uh, so this same principle that I'm talking about is applied there as well. When the student becomes ready, what that means is the higher self of that student goes and connects with the higher self of the teacher. And then shortly thereafter, the teacher arrives, the teacher manifests, the teacher appears as that old ancient teaching um, has um, stated. And so that's a higher self uh, merging. That's a higher self connection where us as the student at the level of our higher self, it's now recognized that we now are in student mode. In other words, we're now ready for the teacher. Now, if you're not ready for the teacher, then there's no point in bringing the teacher in, right? So, but when you are ready for the teacher and uniquely enough, the teacher that's most right for you, in this case, at soul level. So here's now where the soul comes in again. So the teacher that matches with the student, the student that matches with the teacher, and they know they're a match. They know they're a match and nobody can convince them otherwise because that's their soul speaking to them. That's their soul confirming and validating and who knows how many different ways that no, this is your teacher or this is your student. In other words, this has already been created. This is, or not, yeah, this has already been created and now it's been coordinated for the two of you to come together. So you have that now that the higher selves have met, uh, have merged. So then the next step that happens after that, the higher selves then bring the, these two individuals together. And when they come together in whatever form, and again, it's not just the form of a love relationship, even though it most certainly can happen in a love relationship, but that's not where it ends. That's, that's just one area. Uh, this, this expands itself into every area of our life. This is really big. This is deep now. This is, um, it's a real higher level of truth. And, but at that point, once the higher selves do what they do in ultimately bringing these two individuals together, as these two come together 
And the moment they lay eyes on each other, or sometimes they'll come together via a telephone call and they'll just hear the other person's voice <laughs> and it begins. And what begins is, remember, there's a connection, the higher self and the soul. So the higher self has brought them together, but they're to be brought together because they're soul family. They have a soul connection. And so the soon, as soon as they either hear the other person's voice or they lay eyes on the other person, physical eyes that is, there's this resonance that happens. There's this ringing true experience from within. It's like, holy cow, I know this person. Or holy cow, I just feel so comfortable with this person. Or holy cow, I know this person is for me. This, this is my best friend. This is my next lover. Um, or this is my teacher. Or this is my boss. Or this is my next employee. And so on. Again, it, it can show up in so many different ways. And it's designed to show up in different ways. And so when it happens, and the higher self has brought two people together at soul level, then this connection that you will immediately feel or shortly thereafter, somehow something will start to resonate within your physical system. Or maybe that night you have a dream and the dream is so profound that confirms or validates that who, whoever it is you just met the day before, that's exactly who you were to meet because there's something much deeper, something bigger, something more spiritual, something more real, authentic, um, expansive, all those things that took place yesterday because whoever that other person is, their higher self had already been with your higher self for probably quite a while on behalf of the soul the soul of you and the soul of this other person. And then when that physical meeting happens, that's when this connection is felt on some level. Then you go and you meet again and you meet again and maybe you meet four or five times. And then that connection starts to solidify itself in your physical form. That connection is at that point. Now that's coming directly from your soul because it's letting you know that connection is real. The connection was meant to be. It was already designed. It was already coordinated. It was already created, we'll say, maybe a year ago, two years ago, or however long ago. And now you're just kind of catching up to this connection at soul level. And so that's why I often refer to that as this is either extended family or a your soul family. It's different than your birth family. Now, that connection can also happen in your birth family, too. But uh, at least from my experience, usually when it comes to our birth family, you might have a connection like that, maybe with one or two members in the family, but the whole family at large, as in your birth family, I uh, haven't come across, actually, I don't think I've come across anybody where they can honestly say that they have this, this type of soul connection with everybody in their birth family. I most certainly have come across people, including myself, where they feel at least one of the members in their family, they have that soul connection. But beyond that, it's, it becomes soul family or extended family in these different ways, whether it's through work, our career, or through having a, a new best friend, or our lover, our partner, our life partner, um, and so on. So. Okay, cool. So, uh, you know, Adele, I recall you teaching um, about the higher self on multiple occasions, but one thing stands out in my mind, and that is um, that you said that we can call on our higher self at any time and ask it for insight or guidance. 
So could you speak to that for those that may not know that they can do that? Yeah, that's a great question too. Uh, so yes, at any point, remember, if just put that image in your mind that your higher self is this lighter part of you. Um, it's connected to the God, the commander of the universe, spirit. Um, it is your divine spark. It's got wings. Um, the wings might be large, the wings might be small. Again, with everybody, it's going to be a little different. But nonetheless, it's very angelic-like uh, in that context. So what does that mean? Your higher self is here to serve you. Your higher self is already in touch with the bigger plan of your life and including these significant connections that you are to be having in the course of your life. Now, those significant connections, when it's all said and done and you get to the end of your life, there might only be three or four or five of them, but they're deep, they're significant, they're powerful, they're meaningful, they're life-altering when these types of things happen. Well, your higher self's in charge of that, meaning your higher self's in charge, like that of that primary guardian, guardian angel, your higher self's in charge of when the timing is right to bring the two of you together. So in that, because your higher self is what it is, as an angel, it's there to guide you, just like it's there to guide these synchronistic meetings. When the teacher and the student come together, the student and the teacher come together, right? It, it, it guides that. Well, just as it guides that, it can guide you, quite frankly, through pretty much any part of your life. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is, it can guide you. It is the higher part of you. It can see into things that maybe you can't fully see. It can um, also see into your future where you might not be able to see, you might not be able to see beyond one day of your future. Your higher self, on the other hand, again, depending on the development of your higher self and you know who you really are at soul level, in other words, how old you are at soul level. Um, so your higher self might be able to see 30 days out into the future. Your higher self might be able to see 60 days out in the future and so on. Um, and you can ask. You can ask anytime. In fact, there's a law that as you ask, you must receive. Now, will you listen? Will you follow through? Maybe, maybe not. I couldn't. I'm not going to, but I can name off all kinds of people who they get to the point where they start asking, they definitely get an answer, but by God, they just won't follow through on what the answer that comes back to them. They won't do it because it, then it activates their fear, their insecurities and on and on and on. And that's what they're still worshiping. If you've read my book, Being Called to Change, and I highlight those seven strategies, one of them being the worship strategy where, you know, you have people unconsciously, mind you, where they're worshiping their own fears. They actually put fear ahead of God. I know that sounds strange. How would anybody ever do that? Or they put the divine or they put spirit ahead of God. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, people do this all the time. I've been at this for a long time now. I've watched it. I used to do it. Well, maybe I didn't do the worship thing, but I did a couple of the other strategies that I highlight uh, in the book being called the change. And so, um, so that could be the case where we're worshiping the fear. And if we're worshiping the fear, so even though now I'm getting a little better 
at asking my higher self for some specific guidance around what's going on in my life right now, and my higher self speaks to me, but then I don't listen. Or I just downright don't follow through. And lastly, I'll say this to the higher self when you're asking for guidance. And this is a real important key. When we ask for guidance and the higher self actually answers, for the most part, it only answers once. Now, not that it's a guarantee it'll never answer that same question again, because it could next week or next month or next year or whatever. But for the most part, when you ask your higher self for specific guidance and your higher self answers you and gives you whatever that guidance is. And so as it comes in, I'll give you another little technique here, or not, not technique, but just another element here. Your higher self does not speak to you in your head. That's not where the message lands. The message lands in your body. And more specifically, in your heart or even your gut, uniquely enough. That's where it lands. So if you live in your head a lot, not that it's bad, but if you live in your head a lot, that in itself might have you be somewhat disconnected from when the message comes through from the higher self. It lands more in the body, not in the head. So you uh, might not even be able to decipher the message because in order to decipher the message, it would be somewhat important to have a relatively healthier relationship to that of your body so that when that message comes through, when that answer to the guidance that you're asking for comes through and it lands and it will land when it comes through, that's it. As far as the higher self's concerned, the question's been asked, the answer has been given next. <laughs> and so if we don't take the answer and kind of run with it, doesn't make us bad people. But if we don't take the answer, it's kind of like a dream. In the middle of the night, if you have a dream and you don't process the dream properly, then what that potentially means is you might have that dream again four months from now. And you'll recognize it because all of a sudden you're like, wow, I think I've had this dream before. Well, you're having this dream again because you didn't process it four months ago. And it's real uh, unlikely that you're going to get more until you deal with what you've currently been given. I'm sure this is making sense that it's, you know, your cup can only get so full. And so once you've been given something, especially when it comes to the higher self, then the higher self steps back, doesn't leave us, never forsakes us. It just steps back to let us do whatever we're going to do with what it is we've just been given. And so part of that might look like we act on it right away and then we get the benefit from it, whatever that is. Or we're not quite ready to act on it. We get really activated and we're not quite ready because of what it implies, that guidance that we've just been given. It now implies something and that might be too scary for us or too activating for us. So therefore we might need to kind of sit on this for a couple of weeks or quite frankly, I've seen some people sit on it for a couple of months. And to the point where they even forgot that they even asked the question. So they've lost contact 
with the answer that they were given way back when. So from their perspective, it looks like they've moved on, but they really haven't moved on because that was a specific question. They were asking for guidance, which they received, but they didn't do anything with the guidance. So then it puts them in a spin mode. And like I often say, when you're spinning, there is a movement to spinning. And if you're not aware of this, you can be tricked by your ego that when you're spinning, you think you're moving, and more specifically, you think you're moving forward. But if all you're doing is spinning, meaning you got the, you got the answer two weeks ago, but you just haven't done anything productive, constructive with the answer yet. So now you're spinning around the answer. You're spinning. So it feels like you're moving, but you're not really moving forward with the guidance that you've been given just yet. Nice. Okay, so we're gonna take this a little deeper here. So everybody keep up. So Dale, how are we able to tell if that voice answering is our higher self or if it's our ego imitating our higher self? I remember you saying that can happen. Uh, yes, and it happens a lot or it has happened a lot. Um, depending on how smart or powerful our ego has become. So the ego in of itself is not bad. Uh, the ego is designed to do a number of different things. And again, if you go back and read my book, Being Called to Change, I have a whole chapter on there on the ego and the soul. So you can learn a lot more there if you like. Um, but the ego in itself, as it gets smarter, as it starts to get more of our power over time, part of what can happen, the ego can imitate the voice of our higher self. And how does it do that? Well, when the higher self comes through, so let's say we're having a real struggle with something. And so we get down on our knees and we pray. Basically, we're asking for some kind of guidance. We're asking for some kind of support. Or if we're using that specific terminology, like we're speaking to our higher self and we're asking our higher self as in that angelic presence of a higher part of us to please help us better navigate through the situation or what else could I be doing? Or is there higher self, higher self? If there was a specific thing that you wanted me to do right now, what would it be? The higher self comes back and gives you the answer. And you know it's an answer because you feel it in yourselves. You just, you feel like, whoa, yes. Um, but you don't do it. So even though you recognize you got the answer, it picks you up a little bit, meaning it gives you some energy. And that's another way to tell when the higher self is speaking to you. You always get a little bit of energy from it, like positive energy, pure energy. Because remember, your higher self is pure. So when your higher self speaks, it's imparting guidance from its place of wisdom. As it's imparting that guidance, it's an, it carries an energy frequency of pure energy. So when it lands and drops into the body, at the very least, even if it's only for two minutes, you're going to feel some kind of an energy lift. Now, it might not be big, might be small. Other times it might even be bigger, but you're going to feel some kind of an energy lift or an energy shift. 
Now, can you sustain it? Maybe, maybe not. But you're, nonetheless, you're still going to feel that if you're open to that and you have some kind of a relationship to that of your physical body, as I was saying earlier. And so um, in this, as this happens, I don't know, we'll just say five or six times over a period of time. Well, the intelligence of the ego is such where it's paying attention. It's literally paying attention to the detail of the things like the texture of the voice of the higher self. So when the, when the uh, voice of the higher self comes online, so to speak, and it begins to speak directly to us in our heart or literally in our gut. Now, if our gut is really unhealthy, like, you know, we did another episode a while back, whenever that was on gut health. So if the gut is really unhealthy, then clearly it's not going to, if it comes through the gut, you're not going to be able to feel it because the, the gut's being overtaken with negative bacteria. But even with that going on, if it comes through and you're able to catch it, receive it, that's where you're probably going to feel it in your body or also known as in your, uh, your uh, energetic heart space. And so as that happens, the ego starts to wise up to, okay, here's the texture of what it feels like, what it looks like, what it sounds like, as in that higher superconscious intuitive voice that's now entering into the physical body. And so as that happens a few times over a you know little period of time, the ego starts to catch on. And next thing you know, the ego now can imitate its voice, the voice of the higher self. And now this is where the challenge really can get interesting because now the ego is speaking to the person and the person is believing it's their higher self. And no matter how you cut it, if it's really the ego speaking and they're just believing it's the higher self, and then they choose to act on that somewhere down the way. One of the ways in how you'll know that or how you'll recognize that is somewhere down the way like, okay, this is my higher self that told me to do this. This is not measuring up. Like what's actually happening in my life? This relationship that I thought was my, the soulmate of all soulmates. Like how could this be my soulmate in that way I mean, he or she's just downright abusive. Like they're so freaking negative. They're toxic. They've, they've got this Jekyll Hyde personality. How could this be my, the soulmate of all soulmates for me? Well, it might be that that day when you were asking for guidance on whether he or she was or wasn't, that who spoke to you that day was your ego. But at that point, your ego had become quite skilled at emulating the voice of your higher self, which meant you were easily convinced now that it was your higher self speaking to you when in fact it was really your ego speaking to you. And if you happen to have an ego at this level that I'm highlighting right now, then you're probably going to have to go a round or two or three with your ego to where you have an experience meaning four or five months after you met this person or after you took advantage of this, what appeared to be an opportunity. And then four or five months later, or however long later, it's like, wait a minute, was this really an opportunity? 
or was this maybe a distraction? Was this really an opportunity? Was this really a blessing? Or is it possible that this was designed to maybe sabotage? Was this me possibly sabotaging some part of my life? I just couldn't see it at the time because I was so convinced that this was my higher self speaking. So even though those experiences can be very painful, they can be very uncomfortable, uh, you can lose a lot of money sometimes in those experiences. Uh, you most certainly can have a lot of heart pain um, in those types of experiences. All kinds of extra doo-doo can be created in those types of experiences. But come the end of the day, the experience itself could also be very serving, serving in this context where it's you possibly learning how to get better at discerning between the voice of now the ego that can emulate your higher self and that of your true higher self. When your higher self is speaking to you versus when your ego is speaking to you. And even though your ego's gotten good at emulating, but please know this and please remember this, that as you get better at discerning, and if that happens to be one of your soul lessons in this lifetime, and this is a, a way in how you can really learn this lesson well. By going through a few of these type of experiences and where you realize like, holy cow, that was my ego that influenced this choice five and a half months ago. It was not my higher self, even though five and a half months ago, I was so convinced this was my higher self. My best friend even attempted to tell me, I don't think this is your higher self. My coach even tried to tell me, I don't think this is your higher self. But you, you thought your coach was off that day, or you thought your best friend was, had his head in the sand somewhere or had her head in the sand somewhere. You get the idea here. <laughs> you just couldn't take it in because at that point you are now convinced this is your higher self speaking to you when in fact it really was your ego speaking to you. And then the set, so now, now you've been set up and now four or five months later, nine months later, 18 months later, 27 months later, now you're, you're in the full experience of it. And this is where you have perhaps that painful realization of like, oh my gosh, this was not my higher self that influenced this, this choice. This clearly was my ego. And even though I'm in a lot of pain right now and I've got some extra consequences I've got to clean up or it's maybe uh, helped me to kind of create a little more negative karma for myself, whatever that is, on the upside of all of that, I begin to recognize Oh my gosh, at soul level, remember the soul and the higher self are one of the same. At soul level, might it be that I came into this life as a soul to learn this lesson of discernment? <laughs> because if I'm really good at discerning, that means I'm going to be able to pick up on the subtleties and it will be subtle but I'm going to be able to pick up on the subtleties between the difference of a fake voice that can imitate the real voice really well. But in that, I'm now getting really good at discerning through those subtleties. Like, wait a minute, no, this is not my higher self. This is my ego, not my higher self versus no, this really is my higher self because there's a subtle energy, no matter how good your ego gets at emulating the voice of your higher self, it'll never ever be the real voice. 
which means there will always be a subtle energy within that fake voice in relation to the voice that is really real. That voice that comes directly out of that of your higher self. So if you can count the feathers dropped on your path and you have enough to stuff a feather pillow, you might have the lesson of discernment in your life. <laughs> well said. Yes, well said. Yeah. Well, this has been pretty cool. What a great question from Isabel. Yes. Beautiful question. Powerful question. Yeah, definitely so. A lot of food for thought there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dale. You are welcome. My pleasure. All right. And hey, everybody, remember that you can email your question in too, just like Isabel did. Send it to askadale at askadaleanything.com. <laughs> One more time. That's askadale at askadaleanything.com. All right. With that, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So we will be back with you guys soon. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawaycom forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.